Hello, listeners of Horse Soup. This is Caleb on my own here. I'm here to just give you a quick little announcement before the show starts. So I'm sure a majority of you have already heard uh, the announcement I'm about to make because I made it in last week's episode, which is now deleted. But basically, if you have heard that announcement already, feel free to skip over the next probably two to three minutes. But for those that haven't heard, I'm moving in a couple weeks and I'm driving across the country. So what I'm trying to get to is that I've been pretty stressed about the move. And frankly, I have a lot of preparation to get done in the time leading up to my departure. And as some of you know, I recently took a three-week mental health break after the passing of one of my very good friends, and I recorded a few things over that break, and I was hoping that I would be 100% good after taking some time off, but unfortunately, I'm still not in the greatest spot. So that, combined with the upcoming move, is just a lot right now. So because of all of these attributing factors, I've decided that Horror Soup is going to release bi-weekly for the time being. So the next episode releasing will be Idle Hands, you guys vote on it a little while ago, and it will actually be out next Monday because I want to make sure that episodes of Scream, which is my other horror movie podcast for those that don't know, will release on the weeks that Horror Soup doesn't have an episode. So I do promise that I will switch back over to weekly episodes once I've found a place to live and I get some of my current brain issues sorted out, but for now you can listen to me and my friends on Horror Soup every other Monday starting after the Idle Hands episode. And on the weeks that there isn't a new Horror Soup episode, you can listen to me and Ash and Elena from Morbid Podcast discussing horror movies on my other show, Scream, with an exclamation point. Those episodes release every other Thursday, so I did want to make sure that you guys still get a weekly release in some type of way, even if it's not all from Horror Soup. And finally, if you are a Patreon donor, I will still be releasing bonus content as usual, but I'm going to be closing the Pick a Movie tier for the time being until I switch back over to a weekly release schedule. It just, it's going to make a lot more sense because I plan on doing a poll episode each month, so I let the Patreon donors decide, you know, one of the episodes each month, and then I want the other episode to be Amityville because the Amityville schedule's been a little crazy lately. And I just want to make sure everything gets back to normal. Don't worry, guys. There is another Amityville coming. I actually just recorded one with Kim uh, earlier. If you guys remember, the last Amityville Unspoken episode got kind of messed up and we recorded it. Or, I mean, we released it on Patreon um, for free at the time being. So we did record that episode and a new one of that is going to be coming out soon. And yeah, I want to focus on getting those Amityvilles back out again. So as for the Patreon, in my opinion, the last month of content was pretty weak and it is because I've been stressed and I've been like kind of strapped for time and I've been trying to do all the stuff at once. So I'm going to try and bring all of that back up again. And I think this bi-weekly thing for the time being will help a ton. There's already a Tales from the Crypt episode out this month and I'm going to be recording a Twilight Zone episode with James in the next couple days. And me and Kim actually just record some extra Amityville stuff too. So there's going to be some cool stuff coming out. I'm going to try to still get bonus episodes coming out. I don't think a bonus, like a full Patreon bonus episode, a full movie discussion is going to come out this month. Just because it's a little difficult at the moment with getting the move rocking and everything. But for sure, next month and however long I have this bi-weekly going, there will be a bonus episode on Patreon. Just so, you know, the people that want an extra one, you guys can get it. Because... I do feel bad going bi-weekly. It's weird to me. I like putting out a weekly podcast, but this is just what I have to do right now to get everything flowing again. So for now, I think that covers everything, and I hope you all understand and are willing to be patient with me until I get my life sorted back out. Tune in next week for Idle Hands with Bree and Nia, which, sadly enough, is also the last episode of me, Bria, and Nia will be recording together. Well, like at least in person, and at least for a while. We're definitely, it's not like we're never going to see each other again, but... Bree's moving to Missouri, I'm moving to Indiana, Nia, unfortunately, is staying over here in California, so 
there's just a lot going on. But yeah, guys, enjoy the episode. This is the last part of Candle Cove. Finally over. I'm so glad. All right, guys. See you. Thank you to Jessica for requesting that we discuss a season of Channel Zero. We are doing Candle Cove, the first season. This episode is brought to you by Jessica. This whole season is brought to you by Jessica. Jessica, I'm never doing TV again unless I... I might do TV in a certain scenario. Maybe Stranger Things or something like that. I'm never committing to doing TV again. Maybe I, w I don't want to do... TV again. This is driving me insane. <laughs> thank you, Jessica. Jessica. Jessica, thank you so much. And as for other thanks, I would like to thank Alex Lopez, Mari Beckett, Angela Castro, Kelsey Miller, Laura Wager, Wager, Rhea, 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 Halen, Holland, Holland, Alexia Gray, and Shell. We out. We out. Shell, we out. We out here. Shall we out here? We out yeah, here. Yeah. We out here, shall? Period. That's true. Thank you, guys. They all donated over on patreon.com slash horror soup. If you like the show, make sure you follow the podcast Instagram at horror soup to contact me, find episode updates, sometimes merchandise, and other stuff. my little deviants. Together we will find the right ingredients. That is the horror soup And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop There's eyes and flies and anything that dies There's a nasty surprise in every You happy? We're doing good. After today, I will never feel the need to discuss Candle Cove ever again. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm Caleb. This is James from Night Shift Video. I'm not from Night Shift Video. James is. You can find me there sometimes, but James is from Night Shift Video. You probably already know this guy. This this, this guy's here. He's here all the time. No. He's a they, regular. They don't know. No, I've never been. This is my first time. You're a regular, man. No, first time. No, you've dined at this establishment many times. <laughs> Today, we're concluding. Why are you being weird? <laughs> the final episode. People. People. Humans. Pals, guys. Today, we are finishing Channel Zero. Do you want me to talk normally? What? Do you want me to talk normally? No. No, this is great. <clears throat> what, are you going to do it the whole episode? All right, guys, so today we're finishing off this Channel Zero bullshit. I am so sick of talking about this show. It is not, maybe it's not a bad show, but the experience I've had watching this last episode and getting my, uh, I don't know, just myself up to the task of speaking about this once more for the fourth week in a row, I might add, I am so fucking sick of this. Is, 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 are, we, are we taking a turn? Uh, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> But I feel like the first, the first selection of episodes are very, very positive. And I have a feeling this one will not be. So this time episodes referring to us discussing 
channels. They're not the episodes of the show, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've had a lot of good things to say. The mushroom arrangement was pretty annoying. <laughs> Gary's been a pain in my ass this entire time. And Jim, was it Jim or Tim? It was Jim, right? Yeah. Jim sucked. He did suck. There's been a lot of, you know, things that were kind of annoying, but the show has been good all the way through. I still think this episode is... No. No. I don't... What? I feel like I might end up liking this even less than I thought I did <laughs> by the time we finish talking about this. The episode's bad. It's not a good end to this season. No. No. It's a poor ending. And it makes me not want to watch the rest of the show, actually. Yeah. I have no interest in, in, in trying again. And that's sad because with an anthology show, I'm sure that there are tons of things that are different about the second season. Might not even have the same writers or, or anything. You know what I mean? Probably doesn't. But I have no interest in trying because I'm like, that's what Channel Zero is. And it fucking sucks. And you know what? It's not. E I don't even know if it's just because this episode was bad. It might just be because we've ingested so much Candle Co. over the past like four months, really, when we first started this endeavor and we first watched the show and started, you know, putting it into our minds that we were going to discuss this in the near right. future. It was yeah. probably like three, four months ago or something like that. Yep. And I have now watched the show each episode over and over again, at least probably three or four times each. Yep. And I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, we we do have an interesting relationship with it. Yes. <laughs> I will say. Yes. I'm 100% in the same boat. I have no interest in watching this again. I'm to the point where I don't even necessarily recommend it anymore. Like, just, I don't want it in my life. Like, <laughs> I think I'd still recommend it, but now looking back on everything, I am just very critical of it each time I watch it, and it's getting worse and worse. I still thought it was very good. You know, obviously, the last few episodes, I mean, we've been basically praising everything it's done. We've been sucking this movie's dick so hard, the Show. show's dick, whatever it is, uh, so fucking hard. And no, not anymore. <laughs> That's going to end this episode. I feel like this episode is bringing me back to sanity because I'm not used to doing so many things in a row that I just give pure praise to. That's true. It's three episodes in a row of you like, this was so good. This was so good. I mean, this part was kind of dumb, but everything else is so good. And you never get to do that. It's because I never want to do that. It's not fun for me because <laughs> it's not that I'm going into everything and I want to shit on every little thing. But it's like, you know, even when I'm shitting on things, it doesn't always have to be a malicious. It could just be something funny is happening in an episode or something right, interesting right, is happening. Right. And it's like, I'm calling it out going, oh, this is fucking weird. Look at that weird thing that happened. In this, I'm getting more and more annoyed. I don't, I don't like, I don't like doing this. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm, I'm really happy this is the end. I'm ecstatic. This is actually the most exciting day of my life. Um, with that, do you remember what happened in the last episode? What was the end of episode five? Because I think Gary's wife died like two episodes ago. And I right. deleted all my notes for the last few episodes because my Did notes, really? yeah, my notes and my notepad started to pile up because it was for like, you know, six episodes. Uh, episode five, one of the last things that we saw was uh, Francis Booth in the camper with with the kids kind of like gearing up for this like final showdown. Oh, and then Lily disappears. Lily disappears. She gets taken by presumably the teeth kid or Eddie. 
Yeah, because we see the Teeth Kid in the hotel room, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it, it ends with Teeth Kid taking Lily, which is the biggest thing, and then Frances Booth, I mean, she's just still on her insane person shit. Yeah, on her shit. Okay, so with that, if again, if you guys haven't listened to the other episodes, go listen to parts one, two, and three of this, and you'll be on the same track as us, and you'll know how we feel about things, except you won't, because this episode you can probably just listen to <laughs> on its own, because this is just a discussion of... The last episode of Channel Zero, which is going to be completely different from anything else we have said about the show up until this point. This might be the defining. This might be the only episode that matters in this four parter. Yeah. I think you're kind of right. And I feel bad. I feel bad about that for people. Hopefully they enjoy the journey because uh, uh, I do feel bad that you could probably just listen to this one and it would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been fine. I think uh, everything else was for naught. So anyway, this originally aired on <laughs> November 15th of 2016. It received about 420,000 viewers. Uh, that's funny. And was written by creator Nick Antosca and Harley Payton, as well as Don Mancini. All right, guys. Last episode, Channel Zero, Candle Cove. It begins with present-day Mike lying in his childhood bed alongside child Eddie. Only, they're not at home. They're on the side of the road. And present-day Mike is trying to get Eddie to reveal his true intentions. Eddie suggests that Mike help him accomplish his feats back in the day. He helped him kill the other kids, blah, blah, blah. Mike denies it, and he says it was all because of Eddie's dark passenger. Because I feel like they were doing a, a Dexter thing at this point. Yeah, it's a little too close to Dexter, right? I feel like at one point he damn near said, dude, your dark passenger is really acting up. (laughs) (laughs) And then Eddie turns into tooth child. So he is tooth child. I mean, we, we kind of touched on that before. We thought he was tooth child to know if he was tooth child, assumed he was tooth child. He's the tooth child. Don't know why. Maybe these are questions that we should answer later. Okay. But I do. I mean, I hope we get back to that. Maybe we should just do it now because I, you're right. (laughs) Nothing was, okay, you know what? This is my problem with this episode. (laughs) This whole, god damn it, I'm just going to do it now. This whole season has been them laying breadcrumbs around and doing a build-up, a build-up, a build-up, like, oh, we're going to give you all these answers. We're going to get to this because we've been answering everything in time. It gets to the last episode. And they disregard and forget at least 20 plot points and then just end it. (laughs) Yup. I got a lot of questions. Okay. Eddie has a dark passenger. Sure. Fine. Okay. How does this turn him into a person made of tooth? And why does he take teeth from other kids? And why does this give him substance? Why does it? I guess I can't go too far. But how does he make the TV show? So the TV show, I think I understand as he's like psychically broadcasting it. Okay, why is it a stop or like a a, a puppet TV show? Uh, that's just what he does in his brain. Okay, you know. Okay, like that's how he his brain sees it, and he's broadcasting that information because he's psychic. That's how I understood that part. That's fine then. And then so like the fact well I guess hang on we got we, let's do the run through let's do the run through fine and then we'll get to all this shit fine fine cuz <laughs> cuz I I almost revealed something else so let's get all the reveals out of the way and we'll move on well everyone just know I'm upset about that so far um the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in my entire life is this tooth child sticking his tooth arm down Mike's throat like he is fucking yeah. fisting him it's gross when we saw that 
and the the sounds are so rough. I don't want a replication. Don't want to hear it again. Something that I can <laughs> do without. Something I can live without. I unfortunately had to experience the sounds and the arm and the everything going on this episode. And the only thing I could imagine is okay. The way this dude has okay, he's a tooth dude. Okay, teeth are all over his body. They're kind of like scales. You know the way that they're placed all over. Yep, they kind of stick out. So they go, they go down. They face downward. He's sticking yep. his arm down his throat. Uh-huh. They're going against the grain, and I hate calling yes, the teeth the grain, but yep, yep. I, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I felt that when I was watching it, and Ugh. I didn't enjoy what I was experiencing. <laughs> Dude, it's gross. It's it's fucking gross. I hated every second of that. Um. You know what? Maybe a, maybe a, maybe I hate Candle Cove. Okay, so Candle Cove <laughs> title card runs, and we pan over to Gary and Amy. They're investigating through the local forest. And by the way, wait, why is Gary just out that now? They never explained that either. He's just out roaming, and he's hanging out with the officer who arrested him. <laughs> she kind of says something, because well, it was back. Remember, Mike got her. It was when Mike got him out to to get him out. But then right here, when they're walking, like, she says something like, well, I didn't think this is what my day would turn out to be, or something like that, just in reference to, like, I arrested you this morning, and, like, now we're back out here. <laughs> okay, let me repeat my statement. They don't say shit. They don't explain <laughs> anything. Amy's <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah this, this is what we do now. Whatever, though. What I want to say right now is that Gary is really leaning into this whole, you know what, I've experienced a lot of things in this past uh, four hours. I'm a changed man. (laughs) It is pissing me off. You know what? Don't care about it. Just care about my kids. Just care about my kids. Don't care about Just care about my kids. The fact that he's completely reverted from this asshole who didn't give a shit about, like, like obviously, I guess he cared about his kids in a way before. He was a dickhead to them, and he, like, he, he, terrible, he hated his father. son he because, he, because he liked David Bowie. So, I mean, he's not the best <laughs> father, but I guess he was kind of doing shit for his kids before. But really, now all of a sudden, I get it, like... There is that side where, yeah, your wife dies and you have to step up as a father now. But he's doing this thing where he's basically acting like he's never met them before. And he's like, I'm going to be your father now. I'm like, wait, no, but haven't you been at the house like every day? Why do you have to explain to your kids and let them know that you're going to be there for them now because their mom died? And we'll get more into how this all goes down in like two seconds. But that's just my initial thoughts. What what about you, James? No, I 100% agree. It's, It's so awkward. It's so like step like over overly stepdad and it's like but you're supposed to be their dad it's like wait but you're biological and you've and it's not that you're estranged you've been around it's not like you were gone like you've been here the whole time homie you just went to work so like you could have been a father this whole time if you really wanted to when you're home if you really wanted to I don't know. Gary's character arc just pisses me off. Everything about it sucks. Everything about Gary sucks. There's there's no... <laughs> and really, it, can we say that about almost every character's arc sucks? Most of them, yeah. I feel like Mike had the best going until this episode. I agree. But, you know, we'll get into that. Uh, I feel like Mike and Marla were pretty solid characters. Like, the painter... Actually, no, I was going to say the painter family... But I take that back because Mike's wife, you know what? I I try to look at it in like, you know, her side of things, like put myself in her shoes. I don't think she makes the right decisions either. There is 
I honestly wonder, and maybe we didn't do a, enough of a deep dive into this because we got pissed off about it, but like, I honestly wonder if there was a major change in writer for this episode because it feels like so many characters just start doing shit that they never would have done the rest of the fucking season. Haley and Don Mancini. Well, Don Mancini, Don Mancini was one of the writers on this episode. Yeah. And maybe you just got to chalk it up to the weirdness of Don Mancini. Like, as much as I love him, like, most of his stories get weird, right? <laughs> I mean, look at Colton Curse. Seriously. So the first episode is written by Nick and... Nick and... It, yep. Nick Cock and Mouth stuff. <laughs> That's what the people paid for. Don't edit that out. <laughs> I should leave. I feel like that was kind of rude. I'm not. Now I'm, uh, the first episode where I'm shitting all over this guy's show, the creator of the show. I finally start shitting over him, all over him after praising him for three or five episodes. Absolutely, you get it. You deserve a Nick cock and mouse. And I go, hey, dude, put a fucking dick in your mouth, asshole. <laughs> like he's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We already now. That, now there's more dialogue to it. I guess I'm leaving it in. <laughs> So the first episode was written by Nick. Hey, can I just say that I know that? What? I know that, like, if I bring, if, like, something happens and I keep it going and start talking about it and we keep laughing about it, that you'll keep it in. So a lot of times I'll do that on purpose when it's something I think you'll cut out. That does happen fairly often. <laughs> okay, so the first episode was written by Nick, the creator. The second episode is Don Mancini and Nick. The third episode is Harley Payton. The fourth episode is Erica Saleh and Nick. And the fifth episode is Katie Gruel and Mallory Westfall. And the sixth episode is Nick, Harley, and Don. Interesting. So we have the creator, we have the writer from episode three, and then Don Mancini. I almost wonder... And same director all the way through every episode. I think we mentioned that in the first episode. Yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, I almost wonder if... Uh... Maybe the problem with this episode was like a too many cooks in the kitchen in, in the writer's room. Maybe. I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of strong uh, ideas. <laughs> they they just did all of them. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, it kind of seems like that's the problem. All, them, all, all the other ones had two writers. But, I mean, I don't know. It is weird because they are all people that worked on the show. And, I mean, Harley's episode, the third one... Yeah, I think we we love the third one. Wasn't that the one that like the third one? That was the one that came up and brought us like really back yeah, into second, the show. Second takes a little bit of a dip. The third one's the one that just opened so many of the questions. So hang on, hang on. Wait a second. Yep. Is it Don Mancini? I don't think it's Don Mancini. Who? What was the? What was that person's name? Harley something. Harley Payton. It might be Harley Payton. Harley Payton wrote the episode that opened up every single mystery it was just like unboxing all these mysteries and it that's the episode that ended with the mushrooms okay yeah but we we gave that episode a perfect aside from the mushrooms we love that episode i know i know but then in this episode harley's supposed to come back and close all those boxes that they opened up and i don't think they did that <laughs> okay okay the other side of it though don mancini wrote the second episode with Nick, and I think the second episode was the only one that we really didn't like all that much that we thought was pretty... That is true. ...pretty weird. That is true. We're not we're not trying to do a thing where we're blaming... We're like, hey... <laughs> Who's at fault? Hey, Don Mancini, piece of shit. Why do I hate this show? It has to be one of your faults. 
we're actively trying to find the culprit of this and we're like wait 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 i'm over here trying to put a bandit on it wait wait wait, guys we're not trying to blame you for this as we're trying to figure out who to blame i don't know who do we blame for this uh probably just ourselves we can i think the real problem is we overdid it on candle cove let's be honest look whose fucking fault was this no honest, <laughs> honestly i think that is the problem because when i first watched this and i finished it i watched the last episode i did not remember hating it that much i ended it and i was like oh yeah cool candle cove was cool i, I didn't remember even hating the last episode or not liking the ending or anything same and I really did not like it this time around. I, I forgot it, even I though really I really hated it. Even though I only watched it a couple couple months ago, I yeah, I did not like it. I hated it so much that I could almost be convinced that there was like a Mandela effect, like universe collision or something. And I'm from a universe where this is not the last episode of Candle Cove. <laughs> I think you hated this a lot more than I did. But I also didn't like it that much, so it's fair. <laughs> but, you know, okay, let's let's get back to Gary. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This guy was just kidnapping and torturing a man like a day ago. Like, how is he a changed man? Okay, whatever. Okay, father of the year, you piece of shit. As they're walking through this forest, it does not take long for Officer Amy to pull out a pistol and start aiming it at children. Well, that's because she learned her lesson from everyone else who's been attacked from the children. I would say that she didn't. I would argue that she pulls out a pistol and then aims it at children just to, like just for the sake of aiming it at them and then she gives up and then just kind of walks by them when they honestly could stab her in the back that is true she never shoots them that's the and you're also right that was jessica's problem as well she had no problem pointing the gun at kids but she still wouldn't pull the goddamn trigger i guess we're back to that question again uh yeah shoot the kid anyway shoot the fucking kid and you know what usually at least shoot him in the leg so they can't run after you as fast Fuck, I'm not saying kill the kid. Just fucking shoot him in the leg. Look, these kids have proven that they will chase after you and stab you with knives. So if you can, you know, limit their mobility. Resident Evil for that shit. Pop all of them in the leg so they can't sprint. I think everyone should just hold machetes and just, like, chop their <laughs> legs off entirely. <laughs> you know? I don't know. After she puts the pistol on them, we see Francis Booth next to all of the kids and then Gary approaches two of the children because they so happen to be his. And I fully lost my sanity at this interaction. I think this moment right here, which, by the way, I think we're three minutes into the episode. <laughs> we're, like, we're like 30 minutes into this recording, but we're definitely about two minutes and 30 seconds into the episode. <laughs> yeah, things move quick. We got a lot to pack in. <laughs> this moment is when I decided I didn't like this episode. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Describe it to me. What happens? What happens? Basically, he walks up to them and goes, Hey, kids. You know your mom? Super dead man. Not coming back, by the way, if you didn't know that that's what dead meant. And at this point, after other children are closing in on him, 
like just walking in all around him, holding knives. Not to mention his kids are also holding knives, just staring at him. And he's still relaying this message to them. Hey, guys, sorry, buddy. This really sucks. And again, this felt like Dexter. Remember when Dexter, I guess, spoil yes. spoiler alert ahead. If you haven't seen Dexter, the oldest fucking show, one of whatever. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> when Dexter goes up to Rita's kids, he goes, hey, bros, knuckles. Knuckles, your mom's dead. Knuckles. <laughs> Knuckles. Like, <laughs> this was the same fucking interaction right, right, with right. Gary toward his kids. <laughs> and he keeps going. This is what we were talking about earlier with him going like, oh, I'm a changed man, father of the year. He goes, all right, kiddos, I'm your protector now. And that's word for word, a quote for quote thing he said. What do you mean now? <laughs> you birthed them. <laughs> you made them. You've been around since they were born. <laughs> Like, he's saying this as if he's all of a sudden just becoming their dad in this moment. <laughs> Who is writing this guy's dialogue? And this, it's so different from what Gary has been in every other episode. Okay, wait. When did... when? What was that other episode when Gary was acting really weird? Was that four or five? Was it four when we first noticed that he was just completely going out of character? Oh, yeah. I think that was four. Okay. four Episodes four and five? Wait. No, yeah, it was four. I don't get it. I don't know what to trade. Again, I'm trying to blame writers. I'm trying to look at the writers and go, wait, who did this? I don't know who did it. I think Gary just went off the deep end in the writer's room. Yeah. Just like every, I mean, every character, none of the character arcs are that satisfying. Like, I mean, the mics, I guess, makes sense, but it seems cliche and it seems a little cheap. It's just nobody's, nobody is really satisfying. Are you referring to the ending of Mike's? Right. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. Because at the moment, yeah. uh, so far, we've only sucked Mike's dick. A hundred percent. And to this m- moment in the show, still, still fine. Uh, but yeah, Gary's arc sucks. <laughs> like what? Like honestly, it, it's so weird too. How in this show, have you noticed that? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Gary goes <laughs> from Jim Hopper <laughs> to homophobe to fucking kidnapper and torturer to prisoner to, to just a father what, what to what now <laughs> what is he is he now a father is he, that what he is he's a dad now james he just he just had his <laughs> to first father child. To, to father to moron is that the last step like what is the last step just idiot honestly like, yeah at the end he completely <laughs> takes over jessica right that was his wife's name yeah yeah yeah, yeah, See, yeah. that's the point i was gonna get to I feel like once someone dies in this show, you completely forget about them. They're basically, they're not mentioned again anymore. <laughs> You're right. They don't look in their direction. They don't go, oh, that's crazy. Like, they were, or they no don't go, hey, shit. they were getting onto something with this part of their plan or toward the answer or whatever. Nothing happened. They just die and they're gone. Like, main characters. None of the, none of the deaths have any weight in the show. They really don't. I mean, Gary's wife dies and he never once even talks about it. <laughs> He never even <laughs> mentions it, and he's moving on as if, like, she's been dead for the last 10 years. Right. <laughs> it's just so... But he just but he just got custody of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, but at this point, in this, like, last episode, Gary's just turning into Jessica. He's acting exactly how Jessica did the entire time she was alive. Yeah, he's just an idiot. Everything he does is just dumb. It's like, what are you doing? Like, why does why does no why does not a single character, not a single character in all of 
season one, channel zero learns from the mistakes of a different character or from themselves or, or from themselves. <laughs> Not a single time. There is no growth. Or there's no education going on. There's nothing. Like, they don't, they're not trying to better themselves. They're not trying to better their situations. <laughs> they, they have also. And succumbed. if they're not trying, why should I care? Why should I root for them as characters? I think what happened is all the characters succumbed to mediocrity. So the last episode just followed suit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know what the fuck is going on at this point. We are only about oh. four minutes. In, no, we're probably still only three minutes into this episode. And I have so many thoughts and issues with just how just how they open this episode and what they did to these characters in the first couple minutes. It's so... Yeah. The whole atmosphere of this entire episode also feels entirely different from every other episode. So different. It feels like there's a different director. And there's not. It's the same dude. It does. It all. It almost feels like they did. They shoot on a different day, or like, did you shoot all of that shit and then like shoot the finale like six months later or something? Like, just everything felt disjointed. There has to be something that is. I don't feel like looking this deep into it. I almost feel like there was like a different cinematographer or something just for this last something. episode because I don't know what it is, but it feels like a entirely different world. I mean, when are we going to get to the skin place? Um, we got a while. <laughs> God damn it. It just looks like something that wouldn't even exist in the rest of the show. It looks like fucking Power Rangers. I, I'm not going to lie. I have like four jokes lined up for that room at least. Okay, we'll so, get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Trust me, I'm going to roast the fuck out of that part of this episode. <laughs> So let's finally move on. Let's just skip everything we've talked about so far. Let's go to the painter house. We're probably three minutes in this now. <laughs> finally hitting the okay, three-minute okay, okay. point. Mike is getting ready to save his daughter, Lily, because, again, Lily is gone. When his wife shows up, she's demanding to know where their child is, standard. And this conversation, while pretty funny on the audience end of things, must have been so frustrating for this character, which is Erica Painter, which is Mike's wife. They really made it very hard for me to remember her name because I feel like she's like James just said like oh, on a part that I'm going to cut. Uh, it's like uh, James just said on a part that I'm going to cut. Oh, great, great. You just, you just take my fucking jokes. I'm giving you the credit. My... I just Look, I couldn't put it in. Because of the timing, we're gonna, we're of gonna the way cut that, it. Oh, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> look, but I'm giving you. Look, I'm acknowledging <laughs> that you said it. Okay, so it's it's okay. We're getting there. But James just said a second ago, they really just paint her out to be Mike's wife. Yeah, they, they don't they don't give her room to be anything more than that. I feel like they've only said her name maybe once or twice at most too. I feel like they they kind of just call out to her and go, "Hey, Mike's wife." <laughs> <laughs> Just looking back on this, I feel like they wrote so many characters just so stereotypically bland. Anyway, so she asked Mike if he knows where Lily is, and he says, yes. So she goes, okay, sweet. Take me to her. Can I see her? <laughs> and he goes, well, that's complicated. <laughs> and he keeps going. He goes, look, bud. Set your convictions aside. Yes, I've been to a mental hospital in the past three days. Yes, I carved come back home, Mike, into my arm. Yes, I have been a terrible father, but she is in a special place that only I can go to, and I can only maybe acquire her back if I'm lucky. 
And he looks at her with the straightest face. Yeah, it doesn't sound good for Mike. <laughs> he looks at her with the straightest face. Like, he's like, he's he's looking at her going, I just did that. Can we talk about the insanity of fucking Mark Brandanaquid selling these moments, though? Like, he's he's so confident. I would never <laughs> believe Mark Brendan Anwit saying any of this, but Mike, yeah, Mike kind of, you know, Mike is. He makes it work. Dude, this guy's, a, Paul Schneider's a good fucking actor. <laughs> he really is. He really is. He's a good fucking actor. Like, let's see him do like some major shit, guys. Come on. Give, give Paul Schneider, is it Schneider? Yeah, Schneider, I believe. Yeah, give Paul Schneider some love. Put him in like, I want to see like. We're going to say all this, then we're going to find out, like, some terrible shit about Paul Schneider. Yeah, don't put that on Paul Schneider. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, look, I don't know, I don't think anything, I don't think Paul Schneider's done anything. Look, look, if Paul Schneider's done something, well, then I guess maybe don't put him in something really cool. Look, don't put that evil on Ricky Bobby, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what's, what's going on, man? We don't I'm even... just saying, I'm just like, freely endorsing, like, yeah, this guy's great, I don't know anything about him. If there's one thing about me, it's that I will endorse things that I know nothing about. Anyway... <laughs> I think that's good, though. That's probably healthy. Hey, I like living in ignorance. Don't we all? Anyway, before we move on, I want to talk about um, Erica's response to Mike saying this. Uh, she just screams, like, at the top of her lungs. <laughs> Which is kind of how I felt when he said that. That was the only appropriate response. And then, then it, But then immediately after that, though, doesn't it feel like the ultimate, like, gaslight? <laughs> like, why are you screaming? <laughs> Like, you need to calm down. Like I said, when he said this to her, he was looking at her like, you better understand what I'm saying, and you better be okay with this, because this is fact. Which I yeah. guess it was, but it's just a weird situation when you think about logistics. But anyway, just when you thought Officer Amy had retired the pistol, she whips it back out, points it at another kid that she finds inside of a trailer. Again, doesn't do anything. She just points at him and goes, hey, 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 buddy. And then just walks by him. Like, oh, are you going to pull a gun out on someone? They're not going to change their demeanor. not going to change anything they do. They're not going to respond to you. But then you put it away and then walk right by them with your back to them. That just doesn't seem like proper procedure. No, thanks. But whatever. That's fine. Back to the Mike and wife side of things. That was really all that happened. Because they love to do this thing also in Candle Cove. I don't know if it's in all Channel Zero, but in Candle Cove, they love to do this thing where they just cut over something like this will happen. Amy will just point a fucking gun at someone and then go, hey, what's going on? And then just walk away. And then they'll cut back to what was going on two seconds ago. Yeah. That's definitely a problem. Okay. God, maybe I do fucking hate this. The editing. I think I hate the editing. All of it. It's not great. I hate the way that it's cut. I don't like the the slow moments in the woods and all that shit. Like, I, I just don't like the way that it's done. I don't like the way the movie's edited. It's a show. God damn it. <laughs> On the Mike and his wife side of things, they're both casually wandering through the forest when they come across their daughter passed out in the grass. And this whole situation, again, this situation is weird looking at it from the outside in, but Erica tries to run over and Mike goes, stop. And okay, okay let's put herself, you be Erica. You put yourself in Erica's shoes right now. <laughs> and you just be Erica for a bit. Just respond to like what's going on. Okay, we're running up. We're running up. I'm Erica. Yeah, you're Erica. Okay. I'm Mike. Okay, I'm Mike. We run up. Okay, you're uh -huh. trying. <laughs> you're trying to. <laughs> you're trying to run over and grab your daughter, and I stop you. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna murder you. 
Okay. Like, like if, if you're in my way, like you're getting murdered before I get to my daughter. Like I will go, I will go through you. So you're a little irritated, but then <laughs> Tooth Kid walks up while I'm like, <laughs> while I'm stopping you, and I'm like, wait, hold on for a second. Okay, so once Tooth Kid appears, I I don't know what happened. What is your mindset now, as Erica? That now is now Erica shits her pants. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's true. That has to be the, like the the biggest emotional pendulum, maybe of all time. Like, oh, there's my kid, my crazy ass, maybe soon to be ex husband is standing in my way. I'm getting to my kid. What the fuck is that tooth kid? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I started thinking about like this alternate scenario because <laughs> what if Mike <laughs> hired a kid? to like wear a tooth kid prosthetic and he set this whole thing up to get his wife back oh my god like i feel like the way this all went down he could have done that and it probably could have worked because these characters are all just so fucking weird and not aware of anything going on around them and once they see something like you know something slightly weird they go oh shit this is all real yeah (laughs) fuck it's just so fucked, but uh, you know, ladies, something to look out for. You know, maybe you're, maybe, maybe your man <laughs> hired a kid to wear a tooth costume, and maybe that whole scenario—the the reason you went back with your husband—just <laughs> look into it. He might have hired a tooth kid. It might not have been a real thing that happened. Just, just bouncing off of that though, like other potential things or twists that I think would have been interesting or at least helped to give more context and maybe even like made the plot make a little bit more sense. What if that was the twist? Mike is just gaslighting everyone this entire time. Yeah. Like this is the gaslight district. (laughs) Candle Cove gaslight (laughs) district. Mike, who has these credentials as being a psychologist and knows all these things, like maybe he's like implanting false memories into people's brains about the show. The show was never even a thing they saw as kids. It's all false memories because he's a fucking psychologist. That would have been cool. I would have lo- <laughs> like in a, in a weird way. I would have enjoyed this if this was just about Mike gaslighting every single person in this town. <laughs> I would have enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed the twist that Erica was, like, in on it. Like, if Erica was, like, a follower of whatever this thing is, kind of kind of like how Frances Booth was. Like, what if Erica knew, you know? Or, like, what if, like, Eddie spoke to her through her dreams or some shit and, like, like told her the story and, like, she was like, oh, my God, I believe Eddie. Like, Mike's evil. Like, that would have been cool. But that would also mean that he was, like, playing Frances Booth since he was, like, seven. Yeah. But, I mean, he was. I guess Eddie was, to be fair. <laughs> so, I guess that's not that out of the ordinary, or that out right? of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, Mike walks up to the Tooth Kid, and we don't hear what happens. Or, no, we we don't see what happens. We, we do hear what happens. Oh, we definitely hear what happens. And we saw what happened in the beginning, so we know that right now this Tooth Kid is fisting Mike's throat. Yep. I don't like it. But okay, this is what allowed Erica to pick up Lily. At first, I didn't really get any of it, but it means that he's going into Eddie's world. We'll touch on that more in a second. We're going to get into all the specifics of it right now. Um, We're going to take a turn real fast. 
Okay. So this whole fisting situation leaves Mike incapacitated. He is passed out from fist. And being in this state brings him into a dream, is how I saw it at first. It's not a dream. He's in Eddie's world now. But in this world, he comes across a bitch in a pirate hat that has a love for slamming his head into the wall. At this point, I was very confused. He's just in a hallway. There's doors around him. I thought he was in a dream, and this dude's just slamming his head against the wall. I go, okay, cool. Yeah, there's a lot going on. How did you feel at this moment? Well, we've seen this hallway in like flashbacks and True. dream sequences and just cuts to it over and over and over again. We haven't seen it this long. So my thought here was, oh, shit, this is the hallway. I don't know what that means, but I know that I'm supposed to know that this hallway exists. Yeah. And it's probably important that Mike has made it here. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> what about the dude slamming his head against the wall? The dude slamming his head against the wall. I mean, clearly to me, that was like a, uh, like, like, what is that? Is that like the true form of fucking jawbones? The true form of the skin taker? Shit, I don't know, man. He grew like fucking like shrubbery antlers and then set them on fire and then basically oh, I kissed know. Mike. I don't I look at this what I, the reason I'm asking you these questions is because at this point I was very confused. The burning thing is never explained. No. Not even a little bit. No. It's like, okay, maybe it's Jawbone, because we see like the Jawbone character later. The skin taker. Yes. And it kind of looks like that guy, but not really. I don't, I think it was a different one because I kind of feel like we saw this one before. I think so too, but I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, I feel like they shot this for a different thing. Yeah. And they just reused it. They're like, I'll just toss Mike in this. And they were like, Hey, remember we have that really cool thing with the guy banging his head on shit. Like, let's use that. Remember when he, when he like fucking burst into flames, dude, that was pretty crazy. Right. Toss it in. Like that was sick and we never used it. We should probably use that. <laughs> So while this fucking guy's burning, he walks up to Mike and nearly kisses him and then screams. I'm confused. He eventually gets past the flaming freak idiot and walks through the hallway, and he ends up in a room that I can only compare to the inside of my stomach. <laughs> Eddie is sitting in this amber-colored room. It looks like a fucking amber stone from Pokemon. Yeah. It looks like a fucking penny. This room <laughs> looks like a giant penny. It's such a stupid-looking piece of shit. And and I swear, it looks like a penny if pennies were made of cardboard and they were like the shape of shards. Did they just lose all of their budget by the last episode? What happened? I swear to fucking God, this entire show looks so good. And this, this Eddie's Hell Room or whatever is the shittiest looking thing I've ever seen. I, I, it, look, it is so bad. I have watched movies with thousand dollar budgets that looked way better than this fucking room it's so terrible it's covered in like sheets that are supposed to be made from children's skin that the skin taker has taken over if the they years. were trying to convey that message not received nope message nope. not received at all i'm learning that right but now. i think that's what it's supposed to be and that's where that's another question that i have that never got answered was did i, I feel like they were never clear did Eddie create the skin taker? Wait, yes. Okay, if Eddie created the skin taker, how the fuck you have that much skin? You only killed, like, four kids. Right. <laughs> and their bodies were all in a tree. Their skin was there. Yeah. Where's the skin come from? Where are you acquiring the skin, sir? Are you getting it shipped in? Are you buying the skin? Because I don't think that fucking counts. It's, I'm just... 
So then I was like, well, maybe... This dude has been inactive for 28 years, right? Then I was like, well, maybe Eddie didn't create the skin taker. He acquired him? Maybe the skin taker acquired Eddie. Okay. It's like, like at a young age, for, like a, a, you know, he's like a demon, and he like possessed him. The skin taker gave him the dark passenger. Right, and maybe like because the skin taker is like inside him, he gets the psychic powers and shit. But like, hey, I'm only gonna let you have these superpowers if you keep getting me kids. Yo, dog, I think I fucking hate this. I th- like, I think that's the per- the point, but they never explained it, and it seems dumb. <laughs> Yo, dog. <laughs> This straight up sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I take back everything I said before. Fuck Candle Cove. <laughs> this shit blows. <laughs> so stupid. You know what? <laughs> they definitely took some points from Dexter because the last episode of Dexter fucking sucks. And it's... That's true. That's very true. The tone of the entire episode is so different from every other episode in the entire show that is so yep. good. <laughs> this is literally just the season finale of Dexter. And it fucking Pretty sucks. Much. It sucks all over again. Yeah. Okay. So Eddie is in this piece of shit room with cardboard cutouts all over him. The wheezing freak known as the skin taker walks in through the side of the room, wheezing, and the skin taker starts ripping his face open. Like, he's just standing there ripping his face open. It's not what God intended. (laughs) And after he rips his face open, I guess it opens like a portal or an alleyway to doom or something, or to a dark passenger. Mike finds his daughter Lily in the hallway. He's back in the hallway now. I don't know why the dude's face brings it back to the hallway. I'm pretty sure he just walked through a door to get through, to get to Eddie's room before. So I don't know why he had to go through this dude's face to get back to the hallway that he just nah, walked through no two idea. seconds ago. <laughs> they had no to have idea. lost their budget in this last episode. It was like, they're just making shit up. Like, let's just cut to this. <laughs> like, oh, did you know that hallway he was in before? Now you have to go through your face to get back out. The door was locked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting fucking, door was locked. I'm getting so annoyed. So he finds his daughter in the hallway, and then Mike insists, and then Mike. <laughs> Always on the mind, God isn't it? God damn it. Always look, on the mind, look, it's isn't twister. it? It's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike insists <laughs> that Eddie let them leave, but Eddie tells them that only she can leave and that Mike has to stay forever because... He owes Eddie. That's exactly what he says. He goes, you owe me. (laughs) He says it in that demeanor. He goes, you owe me. Yeah, which does he? Not really. He says he owes him because Mike killed him because he was trying to kill Mike's girlfriend. I think you're even. Yeah. You try to kill my girlfriend. I kill you. We're we're good now. We shook hands. We're done. (laughs) Yeah, I stopped you. I won. Yeah. What's the problem? (laughs) You were bested. Go sit in your. You were being an asshole, and I stopped it. Go sit in the dunce corner in your amber-colored hell for eternity. <laughs> we're good. So eventually, Eddie lets Lily leave after some mild hesitation, and then Eddie tries to walk through the TV to cause some more havoc in the world. And but before he lets Lily leave, Mike also like whispers in her ear, and I think he. I thought he was going, "Hey, dude, Eddie's a." dick huh and he basically did but you know there was some instructions we'll learn that we'll learn about that later (laughs) before eddie leaves to go mess with people through the tv because at first they don't really explain what him walking through this tv means i thought he was just going into the world but him going through this tv means that 
he's taking over Mike's body. Because we basically, what we see on the TV is just Mike laying there, right, like lifeless right, right. of sorts. So Mike suggests that they finish the never-ending card game, which was a game that they played that Mike revealed that he was cheating in all along. At first, Eddie wasn't going to play it, but then Mike goes, hey, bitch, I was cheating. And Eddie goes, oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And he sits down to play cards, which I think was probably the best part of the whole episode. <laughs> so since Eddie's still a stupid child, he agrees to play the game. And back in the real world, Mike's wife, Erica, just left Mike's body in the middle of the forest. Like, she just left. Again. Yeah. She still, I mean, she saw this tooth person, but I feel like that's all she saw. So it's weird that she kind of, I think she thinks she knows what's going on now. Like, after she saw this tooth person, she has it in her mind that she goes, yeah, dude, I've been here this whole time. I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> and then she just leaves. I've been following this whole time. Yeah, she acts like she's been in on the joke the entire time it's so fucking aggravating but she leaves she goes back to mama painter's house and then she goes hey dude so uh he's just laying over there in the grass she goes wait what for real you just left him there she's like yeah dude i just i just left but you know the the mission's going great <laughs> and i think even marla's looking at him like, i've been calling her mama painter this whole time so i'm probably confusing people marla is mike's mom I, we probably haven't said that in a while um <laughs> So Mama Painter is even looking at Erica going, wait a second, you don't, you don't know what's happening. You don't know. You're not happening. following. <laughs> like, <laughs> you haven't been following the whole time. And you're still not following. Okay, I get it. I know you think you got it, but you don't got it. If you just left him in the woods by himself, you don't got it. <laughs> so then Lily walks up to her, sits next to her, and then like whispers something in her ear. And then uh, as, yeah, you definitely... Yeah, 100% Erica doesn't know what's going on because she tries to call the cops at this point. The fuck you yep. think they're going to do? The cops have been <laughs> wandering around in the same forest doing the same shit Mike has been doing this entire time. Basically the whole goddamn show. Yeah, so they're not going to help you. They're here too. They know more than you do, idiot. She's calling. She's like, oh, yeah, so this is all going. To is this Erica? Yeah, we know. You've been a pain in the ass this whole time. <laughs> So when Erica turns back around while she's on the phone, uh, Marla's just walking off into the distance out into the shrubs to go find Mike and other shrubs. So she starts to get closer to the shrubs, and we can see that uh, something seems to be following her. Either that or Francis Booth is just standing in the middle of the forest staring at her. Yeah, it's just Francis Booth. Spoiler alert, it's always fucking Francis Booth. <laughs> Anytime you think Francis Booth isn't in a corner staring at you, Francis Booth is in a corner staring at you. I can guarantee that. If you turn around right now... Francis Booth is right behind you, staring at you. God damn it, there she is. Every time I close my eyes, Francis Booth is staring at me. <laughs> my nightmares? Francis Booth. Anyway, that bit's over. Um, she immediately starts on this. All these years, your little boy looked to me for comfort. How does it feel, Marla? Ha 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 ha. And then Marla just starts laughing and she goes, Hey, you withered old chicken-hearted dumb bitch looking ass. You killed your kid. You're a fucking bozer, you goddamn bozer. A bozer? I've been calling people bozers lately. I feel like it's a it's a really cool version of bozo, you know? I'll do it. I want to do it. It applies to more things. You know, bozo is usually you just call one person a bozo. It usually applies to like hey, a, a bozo. Yeah, to some like nerdy-ass, bozo-ass human. You know, bozo kind of a... You can use bozo when you're describing bozo because it kind of uh, speaks for itself. But bozer, I feel like... Oh, yeah, you fucking bozer. Get the fuck out of here, you bozer. Yeah, man. I like bozer. 
What about Bowser? No, that's a that's from Mario. Okay. Yeah, that's already copyrighted. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this Bowser says, "Honey, I'm as sharp as a razor blade." And she pulls out her fucking hook again. And then Mama Painter, being the badass <laughs> she is, doesn't flinch, walks right up to her, and basically calls her a punk ass hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I love her. Unfortunate for her, though, this gets her hooked, and I mean pretty fucking brutally. Like, she gets her ass beat with that hook. Yeah. You know when someone gets punched in the gut and, like, their body wraps around the fist? Right, right, right. That right, happened right. with the hook. Like, with she got hook. punched in the gut by that hook and curled. <laughs> that was brutal, man. And she almost dies, but then Amy shows up and shoots Francis. But she actually isn't dead yet. She being Francis, that is. Until Marla grabs the hook and then stabs her neck and takes her out, which I do respect Amy for not pulling that bullshit cop move and, like, taking her out. Because really, right? it's so bullshit. Like, if someone's attacking me with a hook and then I finally get my chance to hook him back and a cop pulls up and shoots me before I can get my, right. my hit back in. Fuck that shit. That's just unfair at that point, right? <laughs> That's completely unfair. It's like, no, this chick just hooked me seven times well, in a row. And for Amy specifically... <laughs> She's uh she's been around the block with old Francis for a minute now, so she's probably like, you know what? I'm gonna let this one slide. Honestly, I feel like if it was anyone else, she might have shot Marla, but right, right, Francis right. is universally batshit crazy. And I think anyone would let this happen. And honestly, seeing Francis laying there dead on the ground with that hook in like the side of her forehead. Pretty goddamn satisfying, that was right? So satisfying. <laughs> I was so happy. I mean, she looks dead at all times, but yeah. seeing her bloody was great. <laughs> so back in Eddie's little penny world, oh, fucking, why is this world the same like material as the Statue of Liberty? Anyway, him and Mike, they should have at least like give it some, you know, made it green. <laughs> Give it, give, it, give it a nice patina. Yeah, you know? you know. Okay, so him and Mike finish their card game. So naturally, Eddie goes, All right, bud, I bested you. I'm going to go out into the world and take over your body. And I feel like when he said that right then and there was the first moment that I even had a single inkling that that was what his plan was. That's what was going on. And I think what this is probably like, I know we took a long time talking about the beginning, but I think there's only like 10, 15 minutes left in this episode now at yeah, most. Yeah, we're almost to the end. Yeah. We're a good time. I mean, we did take 40 minutes talking about the first three minutes, but the oh. rest of it is fair game. We're almost at the end now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, this, he has a, he has a plan. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying stupid. I'm going to stop attacking it. So we fade out and Officer Amy is letting the press know that the, oh wait, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're, you're talking about his, you're talking about his plan, right? You're talking about his plan. What was his plan? I know his plan was good to go out there and take over the body, but what? Ex they don't ever even tell us what exactly his plan was, right? He wants to take over Mike's body because Mike is a child psychologist, and so oh, Mike yeah. has a way to talk to a lot of children, and he wants to feed those children to the skin taker. Yes, you're right. Okay, yeah, but. We're never explained why this whole body swap thing could even work, except they're twins. Why can't he take anybody else's body? It has to be a twin. This whole magic fucking ritual only works because they're twins. Or maybe it's just because he's a psychologist. <laughs> why can't he just take anyone else? Why didn't he take fucking Gary's body and be the sheriff of the goddamn town? Like... Yeah, you're right. That's not your. So, yeah, you are right Just, on both things. That one part of that was explained. The other part, no. <laughs> not really. 
Not really. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't remember exactly what happens right here. Because I remember he was going to go through the TV and he was going to go attack the world or whatever and blah, blah, take over his body. But then it just fades out. We don't... Because I know we learn what happens, like, toward the end, like, in a couple more minutes. Nothing happens right Right. here, right? Does it just fade out? They finish the card game and it just fades out, huh? Right. Okay. And then you're like, something... You're like, something needs to happen in the real world. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we'll get there. Okay, anyway. So we fade out. Officer Amy is letting the press know that the killings are finally over and that Francis Booth was the mastermind of the whole thing. And then we see Gary and his kids. They're packing their bags and moving away because he's the best father ever. Mama Painter is recovering from her injuries, uh, being hooked. And Lily is still drawing creepy shit, but no one's questioning it. I feel like they should. Mike is also at the house right now, but it's safe to assume it isn't Mike because, you know, like it's supposed to be like Eddie in his body and then him and lily are like sharing little creepy smiles she's still watching candle cove so it's like okay why is candle cove still going on and remember when she was like scared and real mike said like hey stay the fuck away from the show if you don't want to experience this again i was just thinking of all that so at this point i'm still very confused because that was the thing we heard him tell her when you know she was leaving eddie's world earlier right so i thought she was gonna stay away from candle cove and all that so again confused mike disappears and then we see the tv shut off And then we get a little flashback of what happened when Marla left the house to save Mike in the forest. So apparently, before she left, Lily whispered something in her ear. And it's safe to assume that Lily said, hey, uh, Mike isn't Mike. Eddie's about to take over his body. Kill people. Skin. Take the skin. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck she said to her specifically, but it worked. Nope. So after she was stabbed, this is when uh, um, Marla got stabbed, that is. When Marla got stabbed by the hook by Francis, she somehow snuck away from Amy And I'm not even going to try to focus on how she did that because they did this earlier, too, where people just fucking disappear like they're superheroes. Yeah, if you you turn around, it's like you're not even there anymore. And they're in a goddamn forest. Like, she's definitely stepping on, like, leaves and sticks and all this shit, and Amy didn't even notice. There's there's three people standing right there. One of them's dead. Turn around. Just turn around. You can get away. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I said I won't focus on it. I did. I'm sorry. (laughs) So then she walks up to Mike. She pinches his nose, blocks his mouth, and suffocates him. Like, she murders him. Which, honestly, like, that scene did make me pretty fucking sad. Again, I just felt bad for Marla. Yeah, that's true. Fucking Marla, the whole story is The whole story is really about Marla burying her children. One of her sons killing her <laughs> other son, then her having to murder her other son because her other son who's dead is trying to murder her still-alive son who murdered her other son. Like, it's right. a whole fucking... It's, <laughs> pretty fucked up that's like some biblical shit it's a problem man like it's definitely a problem and it's kind of a slow scene like she's sitting there and like mike's like you know he's passed out but he's like bouncing around it's like i feel like it's yeah, the equivalent it's a pretty intense suffocation scene it's the equivalent of like when you watch like a hospital scene in a movie and they're like putting a pillow over someone in a coma and you know like they're, right, they can't fight yeah. back too much but it's like their body trying to fight back right that's hard to watch yeah it was pretty fucked it was pretty sad um so yeah this essentially stopped eddie from taking over his body and attacking the town when we saw it eddie like turns around from the card game and he like tries to go to the tv and then he goes no no and then he punches the tv and he breaks it and it was just really funny seeing like a fucking seven-year-old kid punch and break a fat tv you know how hard it is to break the screens on those motherfuckers dude it was just it was are you afraid of the dark at that point (laughs) like it was so bad are you afraid of eddie painter (laughs) so uh fuck man yeah um 
he he can't he can't he can't do his plan. So now they're both stuck in Eddie World for forever playing cards. Yeah, they're just hanging out. And the, and then Mike turns into kid Mike again. So are they bros now? Yeah. They're just like cool. Are they just gonna be like cool now? Or are they gonna be like are they gonna have like animosity toward each other forever? Or are they gonna get over and just play cards? I think it is I think it is sort of like this constant yin and yang of like now there's someone to stop Eddie from trying to reach into the real world and, and do bad things, you know? You know what my question is though? Can't Eddie just do the same thing he did before? Because the whole TV thing, it's not like he's been doing all this shit anyway, right? Like controlling kids and stuff. Like, can't he just put out this little All of that, yeah, but now Mike's there to stop him. Mike's there to stop him, but Mike's there to just say, like, hey, stop that. Like, can't Eddie still Beat leave him up? that world because he was leaving the world before he was fucking tooth kid and he was walking around and he wait a second he was no 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 a tooth kid back to taking over bodies he took over lily's body somehow also teleported her no i think he took over her body and then just walked over there really yeah i that's okay. that's what i believe in that one i think eddie took over her body and like you know eddie's a fucking demon and he just knows right, where right, right, so right, he right. just walked over there or something yeah or maybe he hitched a ride. Maybe he did take a bus because, you know, he's fucking Eddie. So he wouldn't be like, right. it's not like he doesn't have the confidence to like go buy a fucking bus ticket. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. I don't I guess that's another reason why I think this ending is kind of fucking stupid, because I don't think they really resolved anything like they resolved that Eddie can't get into Mike's body. But like Eddie's been it seems like he's been pulling all the strings without going into someone's body anyway. He's been teeth kid walking around. He's been showing kids Candle Cove. Kids have been fucking killing people for him through francis booth and all this so i don't really get it i guess i don't understand any of it and i i will say like i didn't watch any like candle cove explained or like you know any explanations or didn't go on any I boards did. or anything i think i might have like a while ago or something but i don't think any i don't think i watched anything that answers any of those questions right everybody has the exact same fucking questions that we have oh okay that makes perfect <laughs> sense i watched multiple oh you did Candle Cove ending explains, and they're all like, we don't know, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, I definitely didn't watch any recently. I think I'm, I probably did watch, like, one, like, when I first watched this and finished it, like, you know, like, three, four months ago or something. I don't remember it yeah. at all. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably a general consensus that it's fucking confusing. <laughs> Do you also remember when they're in that demon fucking world? There's one dude who's just walking up to them while they're talking, and, it, and the camera would just pan over to him, and he's just jamming sticks in his face. Oh yeah, the fuck was that? <laughs> like, every I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, are these like monsters that Eddie has created, or what the fuck? I'd be fine with all. Like, it was. Is that the fire guy? I don't know. I don't think it. I, maybe I don't know. It'd be like they were all cool. They looked cool as fuck. They were creepy as hell for sure. No, you had like you had some Cenobite shit going here. You could have delved into that a little bit more. Yeah, no doubt about it. They were cool, but I just don't. I just didn't have any explanation for it. So I don't know. And I guess I don't need it for those specifically. But just in the whole grand scheme of thing, everything was weird. Um, two kills in this one, right? Dos Muertos, Francis and uh, and Mike. Yeah, that was it, right? Yeah. <sighs> So initially when I watched this, I was thinking this episode's a three. I think it's a two. Uh two and a half. I could go there. I mean I won't I won't argue that. Like that's that's fine. Like Yep. Yep. Here's the thing. I could be being very critical right now because I'm in the moment and I'm I just yelled about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're mad. Um yeah. but I think 
It's like it's it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the shrooms episode where there's there is some really really good stuff, but then you did this whole skin room that just did not work. I would have rather it been a white room, you know, and it's just like this weird subconscious space. Like it just it just didn't work. The the skin thing didn't work, guys. You you went too far with the skin shit. Like it makes no sense. It's dumb. And it could have worked possibly in a different way, but like I mean, it didn't work to begin with, and it was executed very badly. So all around, they should they should have at least made the lighting in those scenes really dark and scary yeah. instead of bright as fucking day. Yeah, because the thing is, I saw every issue with that. Like I could tell every shitty fucking piece of plastic. <laughs> James, you could tell it was a set. Like, while everything else in it, like, you could, you know, you could suspend some stuff. You know, there's some mystery to it, you know? This looked like a set through and through. Horrendous. Like, I felt like I was watching, like, like, watching people on a stage, and I was just sitting in the audience. Right. So, yeah, it's, is fucking stupid. I'll go two and a half. I mean, that seems fair, because I probably shouldn't. I do kind of, like... You know, I prefer when I don't go insanely lower than what I originally rated it when I was watching it because it does feel kind of like I'm acting in the moment. But I do think that after, yeah, discussing a lot of this, like, I feel more than comfortable going down another half star. Right. Not a good episode. I didn't like it. It's not great. It uh, kind of tarnishes the whole series for me. Just a little bit. So overall, throughout all six episodes, I believe we had 12 kills. I'm pretty confident in that number. I don't think I got anything wrong, but if anyone wants to argue with me... It's fine. Overall, I feel like I'd give this whole season like, dude, I was so ready to give this a five last episode. Really? Yeah, or at least like a four or something, you know, like damn near perfect. I feel like three and a half or four is where I land at the end of this because I did have a good time all the way through until the last episode. Like, it's kind of like, right. you know, it's it's the same way I look at Dexter. It's like, do I hate the whole show because the last episode sucked? No. I don't. Does the last episode fucking suck, though? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. It does. So, I don't know. I think... I don't know exactly where I land, but it's between three and a half and four. Yeah. I'm three. Three? Damn, you went down a lot. I know. I, it's just... It, I, I just can't... I, I, I can't even recommend it. I, it's, it's, it's such a... It's such a huge downfall, and it just spirals into nothing, and it just, like... It ends up being, like, by the end of it to me, I'm like, this was a six-episode version of what should have been a YouTube short. Like, a really a really well-produced YouTube short, or like one of those Hulu, uh, Huluween shorts, you know, that are a little bit longer. You're talking about, like, the Into the Dark or something, maybe? Or yeah, like, like the Into the ones? Dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they're like, I'm, and but some of them are kind of short. Like, they're only like, you know, like, an hour 20 or something like that. And uh, I, I could have seen it so much better as that than what it was. And that's probably why it, I mean, let's face it, it didn't last. Like, it's not on the sci-fi channel anymore, right? Like, it had to get moved to just streaming. I have no idea, honestly. Um, I think I think you're right, though. I don't know if it's still going on or not or what the current yeah. status of Channel Zero is. But you know what it really is, too? I think they, even though a lot of these characters were annoying us, I think they added some substance to the show that is really lacking in the last couple episodes because by the time we get to, I mean, five is still pretty damn cool because it's like building up shit, it's doing a lot. Five was a cool ass episode, but by the time we get to six, everyone's already dead. 
Everyone is dead by six. That's true. We lost all the main characters. I mean, all of them, really. Yeah. And then we just introduced, like, Erica, and then it's all about Erica and Mike for the last episode, and we haven't dealt with Erica the whole show. She's kind of just been, like, a hindrance on the plot the whole time. So now that we're just focusing on them, it kind of just gets really boring in the last episode. It is pretty boring. I I think that this this is this is gonna sound ridiculous because we preach to death how dumb they wrote Jessica's character. I miss Jessica so much. <laughs> they should have let Jessica survive at least till the last episode, and yes. then like maybe kill her off in the last one. Like the fact that Gary survived. Why is Gary still around? The fact that Gary survived and Jessica died. You know, like <laughs> no. No, there was no reason for that. that was switched up. It's the same way, like it, it's the same way I feel about fucking Scream uh, Five when they fucking killed Dewey instead of Gale. Right, 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 right. Fuck you! <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yep, you killed the wrong fucking person. You had two <laughs> options. You picked the wrong one. It's so true because if they would have done the basically that exact same scene. But with Gary but with getting Gary stabbed by the kids, so, I mean, we would have loved it. Like it still would have been scary, but also there would be there's all the, there's always that vindication whenever the villain kills a bad guy that you're like, yeah, fucking get him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I and I guess they were kind of doing that to us in a sense in that scene, but I didn't feel like Jessica was that no. bad of a guy. You know, like she wasn't a baddie; she was fine. Yeah, she was just kind of dumb. <laughs> Man. I don't know. What, fuck Gary. Like, we, Gary should get no love. That's fucking stupid. I started watching the first episode of season two, and I watched the trailer for it. And I'm not going to lie. I, I'm i so incredibly uninterested in it. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm probably just as uninterested. Like, it's just not even something on my radar. I just couldn't tell what it was. That one's about. the no end, no end house. Is that it? Dead end house? No end house? Something like that? The first episode, a college student is challenged by her friends into entering the no-end house, an infamous attraction containing six different rooms, each more terrifying than the last. Oh, fuck. You got me. I'm ready. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does sound kind of interesting. The trailer didn't look like that. Yeah. The trailer looked kind of... Okay. Well, interesting. I think season two is the only season where I, I don't recognize any of these uh, actors or actresses. Really? No. Oh, wait, this, wait, who's this? Oh, I saw one name that looked kind of familiar. It's Abigail Panowski. It's Lily Painter. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, I've seen this kid in something before. I was like, what are you in? Oh, okay, yeah, the thing I, I'm talking about right now. Okay, cool. All right, well, Channel Zero, man. I'm so glad we're finally over this. Um. Thank you so much to Jessica on Patreon for picking this series for us. It was a long venture. I'm incredibly glad it happened. I'm 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 slightly glad it happened. I'm incredibly glad it's over. <laughs> but it was I'm happy that I have a strong opinion now Same. on on the first season of Channel Zero. Before I was just like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was good. Now I like know how I feel about it. I know exactly how that. I feel about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a fun time. Okay, but James, we've been waiting four episodes for this. Uh, it's weird. Here we go. We haven't had this uh, in a while. Fuck Mary. I'm Kill. ready. I'm ready. You have the teeth, person. Not specifically this God one. Damn it. Okay, but here's the thing. Not specifically this one, because obviously it's a child. But ooh, that's a really good point. Yeah, but in this situation, you will just have just in general a person who has 
teeth for body. Like you have, they have scaly teeth. All they're, they're the teeth person. They're just a adult okay. version of the teeth person. <laughs> okay. Um, Francis Booth. God damn it. And Jim. And who? Jim. Wait, who's Jim again? Uh, the dude that was lurking in the forest. The dude. Tim. That, the dude that shot Mike. Oh, Tim. Is it? Oh, is it Tim? I thought his name was Jim. I think it's Tim. I asked I you think this earlier. You f- I know. I think it's Tim. I keep thinking it's fucking. God damn it. Is it Tim? I'm pretty sure it's Tim. I'm sorry. No, let me figure this out because it's starting to piss me off now. I'm almost 100% certain that it's Tim. Dude, no, it's Jim. I swear to God, it's Jim. It's Tim. No, it's Jim. It's Tim, Tim. because I thought it was Ted. Fuck, it's Tim. <laughs> I thought it was Jim because I thought it was Tim. I know. Fuck. Okay. I thought it was Jim because I thought it was Ted. God damn it. Okay. All right. Well, you got what you got. Okay, I got what I got. These are bad. This is the worst. This is the worst fuck, Mary kill of all time. This is the one I'm most excited about. Shit. I have to kill the tooth child, tooth adult. Uh, that's the <laughs> best decision. I have to do that. Like, that's, that's like, bar none, that has to happen. I'm glad you picked that. And here, you know what? Fine. I, I think that I would rather this choice. I will, um... Fuck Francis Booth, and I'll marry Tim. You know, man, I think I'd marry Francis. You can't marry Francis. You know she's going to kill you. I don't care. You know she's going to kill I you. I don't want to be around Tim. You're going to have to sleep with one eye open every single goddamn night. I went with Tim, Tim too. Might, Tim, Tim might be chill. No, Tim is not chill. I mean, he's upset about his dead brother. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with you. Dude, it's been like 40 years. Tim's like 50. Move on. Tim Tim just needs counseling. <laughs> Tim looks like he smells. I'll take Francis. Oh, he definitely smells. Yeah, no, I'll take Francis. But Francis is going to poison you. It's fine. I'll take Francis. (laughs) I just, I don't like Jim. (laughs) Yeah, I know you don't. I don't like it, Ben. So, that was the end of this. Let's get the fuck out of here. If you want to be heard and acknowledged on the show, you can send in a horror movie-related question or story to us. Oh, shit, James. We have a conclusion. Okay. Oh, it's a long one. Oh. Okay, so remember the eyes in a tray? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a follow-up. Okay. Okay, so this is from Rebecca Horsley. Ayo, Caleb. Third you mention. Says third. I'm going to say like that anyway. Meant heard, but. Third you mention my creepy eye story and you ask for more details. I know you want a voice clip, but no one needs to hear my terrible Swansea accent. So, Swansea. Oh, that's good. That's good. Swansea. Okay, well, that's fine. I would have liked to hear it. Let me start off by saying, I do not come from some Hills Have Eyes type family situation and we have not (laughs) stolen anyone's eyes. James will be pleased to know they aren't even real eyes. They are prosthetic. Basically, my mother lost her eye to cancer as a baby and growing up, they'd give her a new eye every few years or so, varying in shapes and sizes as she grew. So being the creepy and awesome bitch she is, she decided to keeping... She decided to start keeping her old ones in a little box, because why not? Anyways, growing up, we always had a clear top tray and a kitchen drawer full of prosthetic eyes, so when you'd open that drawer, they'd all be staring at you, which was always fun to show to new friends. She kept our baby teeth, too, so we also had the bowl, and I mean like a decorative bathroom trinket bowl, not like a cereal bowl, in the bathroom with teeth. Oh, and one of her friends did turn one of her eyes into a necklace and wore it around for a while. Anyway, I had to tell you my story after hearing how freaked out James was by people keeping teeth and you being, well, not so much. I thought you'd appreciate the weirdness of it. 
Thanks for reading, my dude. Keep up your awesome work. I legit love your podcast and everyone you have on here, and you've really helped me through a weird time in my life. Okay, so uh, I'm so sorry that, uh, Rebecca, you don't... You're not getting a response to this from James right now. I, I literally, I mean, his eyes were b- like bouncing up and down the whole time and his eyes were getting all huge while he, I was reading all of this out. So, um, and he was ready to say a lot, but then he texted me right now and his power went out right when the story ended and he was about to start talking. So it, since it's already the end of the episode, you know, I'm not going to make him like turn it like you know, get his power back on and then like hop on just for me to outro all of this. So I'm sorry you don't get anything from James, but dude, that story's so fucking cool. And I know, I think you did message me on um, Instagram and we talked about it like an episode or two before this. So I'm pretty sure he knows most of that story, but you know, now we just got a little, a little bit of extra details. So anyway, if you guys also want to send a story, uh, go ahead and send it to horsewithbiahoo.com. You can either write it out just like that or record an audio, um, you know, thing and send it to me and I'll just play it on the show. So finally, if you enjoy the show, leave a five-star review because it helps out a lot and it helps us get on the Spotify charts and stay on the iTunes charts. And we might even read your review on the show if it's clever enough. Um, Yeah. So that was season one of Channel Zero. If you enjoy the show and want to hear more of me, James, and many of my other associates, I do a ton of bonus content exclusively on the Patreon app and you can be a part of it. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on over there. It's all on patreon.com slash horror soup. And if you don't know or listen, I am on another horror movie podcast called Scream with an exclamation point at the end. And it's me and Ash and Elena from Morbid Podcast. So if you're looking for more horror content from me and my friends, you can find Scream on any audio streaming platform. And since um, Horror Soup is bi-weekly right now for the time being, Scream does release every other week that horror soup does not release so you guys still have like a whole horror thing going on if you want to go listen to the other show so the best ways to keep up with everything horror soup are to follow the instagram at horror soup uh follow my twitter at horror soup sucks you can also find james on instagram at nice shit video sorry about that <laughs> said that a little too late and then um me and james are on letterbox you can find me at horror soup caleb and james at nice shit video and just go show a ton of love to james because he put in a lot of work and effort into these episodes and he had to experience all of this with me and it's been a long run so Find James, Night Shift Video on all streaming platforms. And uh, thank you so much to Ross Lee for supplying our show with intro and outro music. And the Mew Members Only Club for doing it a lot in the past. And everyone else. And all you guys. You guys are awesome. See ya. Rubs up, baby, rubs up. Give me harasu, give me, give me harasu. Give it, give it harasu. Harasu. You like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and lick out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me hard soup, give me, give me hard soup. Give it, give it, grubs up. Baby grubs up, give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup, horror soup, will keep you well fed, it's gorgeous smell, could wake the dead, vegetable is just forgettable, if your energy's low, you know what to do, simply gobble on down some of the spooky Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up. 